Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with comedian and sometimes actor John Reap. Talking about a guy who's just so funny, winning last comic standing, and stories about Doug Benson, stories about being in Harold and Kumar, and just, again, an overall hilarious guy. And I think I made him laugh three times. And uh, <laughs> that was uh, very, very special. But before we talk about the sequel that he was in, Harold and Kumar escaped Guantanamo Bay, I have to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Doug. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I, I I really always love this movie. I love this whole trilogy of films. I hope they do another one. And when we got John last year, I was like, dude, this would be really cool to do a movie that I've seen so many times. So it was a treat taking notes about it. Well, um, I think this is gonna be one of those movies where we heavily disagree. I, I was not I, I was not a fan of this movie. There definitely were a handful of funny parts. It was just it, I, I never seen the other ones. I just didn't like it. I, first wow. of all, yeah, and I, I'll tell you why. The two main stars are extremely unlikable characters. Oh. I mean, I, I feel like they don't fit the role at the, where they're trying to do. you know, I mean, I get the the buddy Stoner flick. They, just, they don't fit the look. They don't fit the role. They don't fit the, the, the look of dating hot girls and, and trying to get laid and, and smoking. all. T- it just doesn't fit. And to me, it just they have the wrong two people doing the role. Oh, that, that hurts. <laughs> no, uh, no, I think they fit per- for their – I'm not saying you have to watch the first one to get the second one, but it – Man, I love these movies. I, I we'll we'll have to figure out what scenes, what handful of scenes. Hopefully, like the hand of a giant. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I, I t- the funny scenes basically are when the the cameos come in. So the cameos to me steal the movie because the, the I I was not a fan fan of the main characters. Okay. Oh. So yeah, and you're talking about the main characters beyond Harold and Kumar. No, no, I'm beyond talking about Kumar. Harold and Kumar. I think they could have found two better stoner, oh. you know, guys. It it just doesn't fit. You know, I mean, you know, you have like a Val Kilmer in in ta, in um, what's that movie? Um, Top Secret or or Real Genius? You know, or oh, okay. you have like you know again. I just feel like Van or what's his name in Van Wilder. Like that was great. And then you have Taj. Like it, it doesn't fit. It's just stupid. Anyway, I also think this might be one of the most offensive movies I have ever seen. Oh, don't say that. You wanted me to watch the 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 movie with Peter Sellers pretending to be an Asian guy, and that's okay. But this, no, this movie. I what I love about this movie, I wrote it multiple times. They make fun of everyone. They do. No, they do. But they dig deep. I mean, there's definitely a lot of a, this movie came out today. It would. It would. It wouldn't. It would be a problem, you know, unfortunately, you know, again, I, I laughed at the funny scene in, yeah. at the scenes, but it's, it is quite offensive, you know, so uh, we'll get to those. And those are the laughter when you're like, oh, my God, I yes. can't believe they just. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. So let's get let's get right into it. So the movie starts Louis Armstrong opening my wife's favorite song and a quick title sequence. The script lettering almost makes you feel like you're watching a a love story, which kind of you are because the end of the first movie, Hal try finally makes the move on a very attractive girl that okay. lives in his apartment. That girl is way 
out of his league. Okay, so let's, I mean, for both of them, the, 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 the two girls that these guys are going after, there's no way. There's no way. So that's the first problem right there. It's a movie. I, I, no, I get it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I mean, this, you know, it's not like it's like a, a, an action movie where like, oh, that, that can never happen. This is like they could have made this where at least they could look decent. Like these guys look like total dorks. Uh, they, they, okay, I, all right, go ahead. They, they, you know, now it's getting me angry. well don't get angry (laughs) so no i i say i like these guys because i think it's different because these movies never have people of this to be honest like ethnicity like these movies never have that it's always like the dazing of you stoner white guys so it's cool to see different people and i love the element that it brings in because like their parents their culture there's just so many funny things that go with that so it's di- it's great to have different representation in Hollywood. I, I get it. And you, you know what it is? I think also is they forced a lot of jokes. I mean, within three minutes, there's a poop joke, you know, and there's there's almost is there a masturbation joke right away? Or oh, I'm sure. Oh, no, I mean, looking at his pubes. He says nice. Yeah, pubes. OK. All right. I mean, just I just feel like especially his role. I feel like at least John Cho. Is that his name? Yeah. OK. I feel like at least his, he, he played his part a little better. I think Kumar or ha- which one's Kumar? Oh, yeah, Kumar. I feel like Kumar. he forced his role of just being a sexaholic weed, like just like just degenerate. Like he just forced it too much. And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Well, I know. I like, I really like him. You know, it's funny. As soon as they filmed this, as soon as they finished this movie, he taught a semester at university of Penn. He's super smart. He, he worked for Obama. I know. I know that. It's like, so like, I'm surprised that he, he, they even allowed that to happen after he made a movie like this. They figured they would look in his background and like, all right, you know, listen, you made such a horrible, you know, like offensive movie, you know, show my team and cover in, 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 in politics, you know, and he did good there. I mean, uh, you know, he's super smart. So yeah, maybe Obama was a fan. Maybe he was a big fan of this movie. That's how he got the job. <laughs> he didn't even know him from anything else, but it was just this movie. But so, so the thing I, I love about See this kind of sequel. I love when there's no gap and really nothing changes. All the title characters are all the same. It's just like the next morning, like they just got back from West Oi Castle. He references it. He took it. He, he's pooping out because they both ate 30 burgers and four large fries, which I don't think is that big of a feat. It's not. And I mean, do you ever dream in a shower? Sometimes I do daydream a lot. So yeah, sometimes I do in the shower. In the shower. How long are your showers? So when you have, you know, ki- you, know you right. have two kids. Sometimes when you take a shower, that's like a little vacation. You're like five, 10 minutes, you know, disappear for a little bit. I, I get, all right. I guess you're all about saving that water, man. You, you turn the clock on as soon as the kids go in. I, no, I guess. Are they, okay. L- let me ask you this. Are they the same characters from the first movie? The girls, the every, like pretty much like it's all everyone. Yeah. Okay. Everyone. Okay. All right. Oh, I knew, I knew Neil Patrick Harris was in the first one. So, I yes. mean, uh, you know, but okay. All right. Yeah, no, all, everybody's the same. The girls knew like uh, Kumar's love interest, Vanessa. She's new to the movie. She wasn't in that, but she was in a bunch of stuff like right around that time. She was on like One Tree Hill and then she went on to be like in a bunch of different movies. But Harold's girlfriend was in the first movie. She was, yeah, the girl that lived. Well, they weren't even, okay. they're not even girlfriend. They talked for the first time at the end of the movie first time so that's what it's kind of wild that he 
his, you know, Kumar is the one that eggs him on to do things that are probably things he shouldn't do. But the fact that he tells him, let's go to Amsterdam, man. Let's go follow her. After, there. Meet, after, after talking to her once. Yes. And they kissed in the elevator. That was it. <laughs> now, was he a stoner in the first movie too, Harold? Because he seemed very straight laced. He's like a corporate stoner. He was the guy that okay. pretends not to be a stoner, just has a little okay. bit when to unwind, but Okay. All right. You gotta be with that guy's roommate. You almost have to smoke. I don't know how you could not avoid it, how insane that he is no matter what. There, always... if you want to talk about like a modern day odd couple, that's them. Without <laughs> a doubt. I mean, it really is. Like, I mean, this could have been called the odd couple because I mean, like, you couldn't find two different personalities for this role, you know. I, I love the montage of him getting packed and it goes from him just like throwing clothes in a bin. And then he has a shoe that has some oily substance come out. It looks like motor oil. I don't know what that could have been. And then we even get him, you know, quickly beating his meat before he gets on the airplane. He beats his meat a lot in this movie. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then you see uh, Harold, like all neat, you know, like, like again, the odd couple, like he's still younger. Yeah. Oscar would have had a substance in his shoe. Without a doubt. <laughs> I don't know if I could see Jack Klugman jerking off. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a little old. I mean, I, I think at a certain age, you stop doing that. Really? Well, well if you don't have pills to help you, what, you'll be there forever. <laughs> Just like degrading yourself. Come on, get up, you piece. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so how about... so? Again, the line when it comes, because this came out, again, this came out seven years after 9-11, but everything was still going on. So you have a lot of those jokes uh, towards, you know, Kumar being Middle Eastern. But how about him <laughs> even calling the light-skinned black guy when he says, I'm blacker than you are, <laughs> calls him, you Matthew, Matthew Perry-looking bitch. <laughs> Hey, I, 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 it was funny the first line when, when he did say, you know, like you're, you're stereotype or racist, and he goes, I'm black, you know, like, but again, I feel like, like just his attitude is just like he's someone that should get punched a lot in this movie, just yeah. the way he is, and he doesn't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's, I think I like Harold better than Kumar. Okay. No, I think they, they're both, like you said, I, like I didn't think about it like that, but they are the modern day odd couple when you think in the sense of like these movies, how completely opposite they are. Because he is Felix Under. He's super neat, has to be like on a schedule. Everything has to be perfect. He's, he's worried about everything. And Kumar just really is carefree about everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, one thing I do like about him, he's always looking to have fun. No matter where he is, it's like there's like there's no responsibility whatsoever in his head. And in the first movie, well, he references a couple times in this movie, but he's talking about like, why are you so worried about going to Amsterdam? I'm supposed to have a uh, a med school interview in ten minutes. In the first movie, he like blows off like all these med school interviews. One is with uh, God, what's his name? The older guy just passed away like a year ago. He was on Modern Family. He played, uh, God, he played the grandpa. I can't think of his name. Oh, the, he played the, the, the father, the father, the father, the yeah, one, the one that's in the, all those, uh, the improv that he does all those improv movies. The, um, yeah. Best yeah, in show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fred, Fred Willard, Fred, Fred Willard. 
Fred Willard in the first movie plays like the enrollment guy for some med school and Kumar just blows the interview when he says he likes him. He just starts making up all this shit just to get out of it. Cause like you said, he just wants to go party. That's all he wants to do no matter what. So was there a point in the first movie where he was like straight laced and then all of a sudden he just slipped and started doing, cause like obviously in this movie, they showed the flashback of like how he started. So, but was he like that, at, like at all in the first movie or he was no. straight up like, okay. so he, he was, was <laughs> full on but then we perfect segue to the wrinkle in this movie is kumar in the first movie didn't have a love interest his love interest was the white castle like that's all he cared about all well both of them that's all that mattered to them but in this one we see uh his old his ex vanessa who again super smoke yeah. show she was yes. in uh like i said one tree hill but she was in the movie fired up which pretty funny comedy if people haven't seen it what a cheerleader movie but no it's about these two football players that join cheerleading just to be with the chicks good movie check it out 2009 it came out guy that plays uh, wait wait was it the guy that plays uh in uh, uh dumb and dumber or yep. or like the, the okay i know okay i think i yeah, did the guy it. from not another team movie plays the same role yes, in everything yes. even on i think he's on like <laughs> ncis or one of those shows he plays the same guy same role <laughs> same guy well some of those people some of those actors just have that look you know i mean Really? And speaking of looks, so the guy that plays oh. Colton, doesn't he look like he looks like Topher Grace? And I feel like I've seen this guy in other things, but he plays the perfect douchebag. You know what? It, this movie a, a little bit reminded me of The Wedding Singer. You know, you had like the guy pretending to be all good and everything else, the, the trying to stop the wedding, um, but he's a real douche in real life. Like, you know, he, he kind of played the same role as that guy. You know, I, yeah. I believe, you know, yeah, hundred percent. He played it perfectly. And honestly, I was tricked. I thought he was a cool guy. The whole movie. I'm like, why, why is Kumar giving him such a hard time? You know, I didn't, he was, it was cool. The whole movie. <laughs> and then you got M night Shyamalan. You were like, what? Well, the cameos in this movie are great. So. Oh, the cameos are great. And uh, we'll get to the hero of this movie. The, the, the uh, honestly, I love him in everything. Rob Corddry, but him in this movie is so insane. Well, he's the most offensive part of the whole movie. Oh, I mean, he, yeah. Although I think coming up, what I wrote the line down um, was, I mean, it did make me laugh, but so terrible. What, uh, is it on the airplane? I don't remember. Um, okay. about, about the eyes? No, 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 no. When they're interrogated? Was it when they're interrogated? <laughs> yeah, no, that's right after that. So, <laughs> so let's get to the airplane. So they get on the airplane and you have the old white woman. So... <laughs> He's just staring nope. as soon as he got on, like so typical. I love that that they're having a normal conversation. Well, I don't know. Kumar's conversations are never normal. They're just talking about like getting high in Amsterdam and just the way when he turns and looks and it switches to like him looking like a terrorist and he's doing like the airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that, I mean, again, that was pretty funny. That, that was good. And her face is just. Oh my God. Her face just like the whole time is in such fear of these two men. And then the fact that, okay, so they're watching this movie together, which I looked up what the movie was some, not hope floats, but some romantic movie from the late nineties. And Harold goes into the bathroom, Kumar, which like Harold says to him, they're going to Amsterdam, but he has to get high. And what is he smoking out of? 
It, he made that. What was, was that? A gun? Is that a water gun? It looked like, a, or what was it like? Well, it looked like a penis pump. It looked like Austin. Oh, Power you know what? You're right. Okay. Pump. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, it, you know, it probably was. But even before that, I think it, it might have been the first of. No, I think it's the second of many boners he gets in a whole movie. Because <laughs> he, he he says it out loud all the time. You know, boner oh, achieved or whatever. Like he, you know, he get a bo- he got a boner. Because Harold's watching very romantic in the scene, and when he takes yes. the earbuds out, he's like, man, this chick on the movie's getting me a boner. <laughs> I mean, he says that throughout the whole movie. So, I mean, uh, yeah. He must be very sensitive. He is playing. It's really funny. He, he's very sensitive. No, he is like from, like, he's almost channeling Van Wilder-ish from working with Ryan Reynolds, because it is like he's playing a caricature of that kind of role. Correct. But no, he's just like him and Rob Corddry. I think that's why I have a problem because it doesn't fit him the way he looks. Like, you know, again, Ryan Reynolds, everything that Kumar says in this movie, Ryan Reynolds would nail it. Like, it would just be yeah, so yeah. funny. To me, it just doesn't fit. Like, I, I just don't like the look of these guys don't fit the roles they're playing in my mind. And I think that's where I have a hard time with it. Well, I think in... Again, this is just with Hollywood. We've never seen yeah. two people like That's this right. in these roles, so right. it's so hard to for like the first time you see anyone yes. in a role like that. You know, like there was a Chinese American that was president. We'd be like, that doesn't really fit because it's <laughs> never happened before. But these guys hopefully would change it. I well, don't think you there's know been movies. Maybe since. if I saw the first movie and I, you know, it worked my way into it, and then so this one I could see where it kind of developed from. Maybe that would have helped. But yeah. I, I must suggest you you should watch the first one. It is like it's really good cameos in that one too. Jamie Kennedy has a really funny cameo in the movie. <laughs> He's in it for 15 seconds and it's really funny. And Christopher Maloney's You said Jamie Kennedy's funny? Funny. I mean he's he's, he's in the, he's in a movie where we ranked as one of the worst movies we've ever seen. So, you know. That's not, that's not selling the first movie to me. <laughs> I mean, of all of all the cameos that you can bring up, you bring up Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, no. Yeah, now I'm dying to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy, if you're listening, we love you. Oh, of course he's listening. What else is he doing? <laughs> oh my god! Now he just turned it off. <laughs> now he's not hearing any of this. Jamie, come back. Okay. So then I love. When so they're smoking in the bathroom, it looks to me, it looks like Austin Powers penis pump and Harold gets so pissed. So he's like, whatever, but he doesn't close the bathroom door. So this already frightened white woman, again, I would be (laughs) frightened anyway, no matter what color the person was. If I look back and I saw anybody with a lighter in the bathroom, of course, but the fact that she sees it and she gets like, she like screams, it's a bomb. And I love Joe. This is like, it's like a naked gun kind of scene. Oh yeah, I love the I love I love movies like this, like the scary movies. Yep, uh, yep. Airplane-ish. But yep. the fact that he's like, no, it's a bong, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, he said bong. <laughs> See again, this is one of the scenes I did laugh at that because that again, that's a that's a total naked gun move. Um, and it was I I thought they were gonna have another joke of seeing a guy come out. And then another guy come out. So I thought like a mile high kind of joke, just the way the movie is, you know, but it didn't go there. But yeah, that this scene was very funny. I did laugh. Did you laugh? I laughed the hardest when the, when the bong broke open and the one guy just stared at it for a second. He's like, boys and girls. 
I don't know why. That was like the funniest part to me. I love movies that have these characters that like this movie has some great ADR jokes that were yep. not during the filming, but that one to me was like, I love lines like that in movies when it's somebody you don't even know who they are, if they were ever in anything else, and they like nailed this line perfectly. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, no, that this this whole scene was pretty funny. And then now they go have to go back to the US, and here it is. Secretary Fox. Dude, his lines, his line when he talks to uh Bart, Roger Bart, who plays Dr. Beecher, when he says, I assume Secretary Whitmore's coming. Negative. He's on an ice fishing trip in Glacier Bay. I'm in charge while he's gone. Well, shouldn't he be alerted? Isn't uh, this issue of more importance than a ice fishing trip? Who are you again? Dr. John Beecher, Vice Chairman of the NSA. Yeah, well, listen, Dr. Dipshit. You've obviously never been ice fishing before. No, I haven't. Well, it's fucking exhilarating. The last thing anyone would want while fishing for pike is to be interrupted. Now back off and let me do my job. He he crushes this movie. I mean, he I mean every scene he was in, he to me he was the best part of the movie. I mean, all the cameos were great, but his role just he was such a douche and you know like he just he and everything he said was just one thing after another. Like there really yeah. wasn't with all his lines, I don't think there was any pause of unfunniness. <laughs> <laughs> I I must say and this is I don't know if people are agree, agree or not, but Rob Corddry's movies when he's in them, he's always funny. Like oh. there's some comedy actors that I see them in a movie. And I'm like, Oh, that was disappointing. Dude. There, I've seen some shitty movies with Rob Corddry and he steals the show. You know, you notice he's one of those guys that would never be able to carry a movie himself, but as a side character, he's just amazing. I mean, he just, he, na- he, he nails it. He just, he's just that funny, you know? No, he's I got awesome. a movie that I have to that you have to watch about him and in like this underground like secret agency, like uh almost like I guess sort of like the CIA. And in the movie, all the people, and there's big names in it, they're all trying to take each other out, but he is like the main guy in a mo- movie. He's kind of like this, he's crazy. What's it called? He's a star. I can't think of it. I'll find it and I'll send it to you later. But <laughs> no, he's uh no, he's so funny. But here's your line that he says. What's up with the guy with the weird eyes? He handicapped or something? We believe he's of Korean descent. My God. (laughs) North Korea and Al-Qaeda working together. This is bigger than I thought. (laughs) I mean, if that's not offensive, I mean, like, because I think that was the first offensive, I mean, outside of racial profiling, which, again, that was I, I would I could see that more common in a movie, but yeah. th- that line is so bad. And I was and I was laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? They went there like it was it was it was awesome. <laughs> so, no, it was so funny. And then even when he goes in there, he's like, we're on to you guys. And like <laughs> you see them finally getting like this. Whoa, this is something more serious. Kind of like, you know, uh, my cousin Vinny, like they're yep, kind of yep. thinking they no big deal. Yeah, you know, I smoked a bong in an airplane. Right, right. No, but, but back to that back to that line, you know, they make jokes like that, but that line, I've never heard it in that way. Like they make fun of they make fun of, you know, Asians all the time or, you know, any any other nationality. 
but that line was so I, it was very creative like yeah. the, the weird eyes I, I i was dying i was good so i just and the fact that in this movie he's so confused <laughs> by other races and languages well, i mean you know we do meet other people in uh, i guess on the force with them that, that are complete idiots so i'm not surprised that he's you know, confused because I mean, later on when uh, the guy, what's his name from the office? Ed or no, is it um, Ed Helms? This is like before he was in the. Uh, I think he might have just landed the office. The oh, no, okay. Probably a couple of years on the office, yeah. But even then, like he's still like a nobody. But like oh, yeah. his scene shows what kind of moron he they are. So like, I think the whole force is they're just a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Oh my god. And then we uh Guantanamo Bay. First time I think I ever heard the words cock meat sandwich. Uh, okay. What's the name of the movie? Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Okay. They're there for five minutes. <laughs> they, they they literally escape within five minutes of being there. And that's the name of the movie. Like, I, I thought they're going to be in prison for a while. Like, you know, the whole movie, the, the name of the movie is Escape. They're literally escape within five minutes of being there. And then you don't hear, like, I mean, you hear about it, but like, it, it's, it's done. Like, I think the title is kind of misleading. It is. It's funny when I think it escape movies, the first, two, well, I guess escape from New York and LA, but I think of escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. Larry Hankin, Clint Eastwood yep. takes the whole movie for them to leave. Great. Escape. Of course. It's so great. They're the whole movie. They're trying to escape. escape plan. Same thing. Like, so like, I mean, that's the title of the movie. I really thought it was going to be like a prison movie with these guys. And that, that probably would have been funny, but this lasted literally five minutes and they were gone. Maybe that was the joke of it. That that they're barely there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I they they could have came up with a be- better better uh, title, but all right. But yes, <laughs> cockmeat. I've I've never heard of that before. Um, and and I, I laugh when the other guys they're in the other one in the other cell, and they said, "Oh, you got Big Jim," or what was the guy's name? Was it Big Jim? Uh, Big Bob. A oh, Big Bob. And they're like, "Oh, just wait for your or something." And I, you know, I mean, based on on the name of it, I wasn't sure they were going there. I thought it was something something else. Like I, I wasn't expecting that until I saw the the, the guys in the yellow cell. And yeah, wow, that was I was that was a little a uh, little disturbing. <laughs> but I thought it was really funny when they're like, "Oh, you guys get Big Bob," and they're like so into it, and they like sit down, almost like clap their hand, like wipe their hands, like they're getting ready to go to work. <laughs> that was so funny. And then Big Bob, this guy, I'm like, I had to look him up because I'm like, this guy just looks so familiar. He's in a ton. He was like Grandma's Boy, 21 Jump Street. He's got to be recurring. I've only seen Deadpool 1, but he's in Deadpool 1 and 2. Okay. But his IMDb says he was a wrestler, but he was younger because he reminded me of One Man Gang. But he doesn't even list himself as an actor. It says he's a plumber. If you look at his bio on IMDb, <laughs> really? he's a plumber. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if he's a plumber, I, I'd be nervous having have him come to my house and, you know, have plumbers crack under the sink with that big, big guy. Because he's huge. Not even that. How does he fit under the sink? <laughs> does he have to look under it? His head's, his head's so big. He does look like he he's a wrestler. Like, he's he's almost like R.A. Mihailov. He has that huge, yeah. like, body and that He's like, it's like Bam Bam Bigelow. Like, I, thought, I, thought yeah, I, I saw him exactly. ask. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, this scene was pretty fun. You know, I thought this would have been a, a running gag of, like, after they almost, you know, gave him the, the cock meat sandwich, that they would have this, like, one of them would have made fun of the other. Like, you really were going to do it, weren't you? Like, you're like, like, almost like busting the other guy's, you know, balls, you know, for like doing, almost doing it. Because they were pretty close. 
that is a joke from American Pie too. That whole line that you just yeah. said when he's like, you were going to really kiss me. You liked it. Yeah. <laughs> see that, but that's funny. See, that would have been funny. If they, if, they, if I see, I could see Kumar like saying that to Harold and just like yeah. busting his balls, you know, like, you know, but yeah, but that was, uh, but they got pretty close. I mean, that was like, <laughs> like, were they supposed to do it at the same time? Is that what it, <laughs> I guess if you're on each side that you're the bread. Well, if, if there's any cock meat sandwich uh, experts, <laughs> please call in. <laughs> Well, maybe the one, maybe the ladies later in the movie at the whorehouse would know. <laughs> but so. those ladies seem like they know a lot, so they might. <laughs> so then the the escapes funny as hell to me too because those two guys run, Harold and Kumar run. The one guy goes over. He uses like the somehow he like rips that post out of the ground, which I don't think they would have that. But he catapults up. He he. He tries to climb over, gets electrocuted, and the fact that they use his body to go over. God, that that, so that's funny. a that's another naked gun joke. Yeah, like yeah. that's totally a the only, the only thing is I think it would naked gun if, as they're climbing over, like the body would fart or something. You know, like that was as they're like leaning on it. You know, <laughs> or say like thank you and the guy's still alive. Don't mention it. <laughs> but yeah, that whole part was funny, and then the fact that they're going back to America, they see these guys that are going from Guantanamo Bay, like going over. And the fact that the, Kumar is giving him advice, and his one advice is, when you get to the States, make sure you get yourself a TiVo. Which, again, it's like some movies, when they put those lines in there, they're like, oh, whatever. In 30 years, people will know what that is. I right. don't think people really know. People use the word TiVo now, but it's not even. I don't think not not even. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, we missed a, a Cordry. I think it was Cordry uh, line when there was interrogation. He says, zip it, Hello Kitty. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, oh, yeah I mean, no, uh, but even before that, he says we have their names. Harold Lee. Uh, he's of, I think. Oh, no. When he says about his eyes, he says, he, I think he's from Korean. Descent. Oh, yeah. He, he goes, goes <laughs> yes, he goes, he's Korean or something. Yeah. And then he goes, <laughs> North Korea and Al Qaeda working together. <laughs> he's getting like so jacked up. So, uh, so here's a a really funny take on a, a scene in a movie. You're so used to when you see like '80s movies, boobs everywhere. I think this is the first movie that there was a no pants party, and I thought that was, that whole scene was funny too. It, it was. I mean, I there was one thing I didn't understand. Yeah, when he stands up, why does he have like a forest? Then there, like, he, and he said, "Look at Osama bin Laden's beard." <laughs> like, 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 I didn't understand that joke. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I get it, you know, for like just shock value, but like, I don't know. He's surrounded by beautiful women. Wouldn't he be like, you know, manscape a little bit? Yeah, wouldn't they? And then this is one of my favorite ADR lines because one girl goes "ew," and then another girl goes, "I love crabs." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, why wouldn't he trim? He has all these ladies. Not yeah. for nothing. He has a lot of trim around, so why wouldn't he trim? Uh, ah, there, was, I, there was no other guys at that party. Nothing. Well, okay, so is he in the first movie? No. Okay, so he's okay, he's a, so like they don't explain why he has all this money and everything. Like anything yeah. about this guy? Nothing. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Just a buddy at um a, a buddy that's a, a billionaire who has oh, thousands of hot women walking around with no clothes on. There's no explanation at all. <laughs> I mean, it would have been funnier if he was in the first movie and maybe he was 
you know, a poor guy. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, somehow he made it big here, you know, or something. There's nothing to explain anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I guess because it's like so brief. But the fact that there was no other other guys at the party, it was just all these girls walking around, no pants on. And you saw. And they're like, smoke and they're all good looking. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't. Like, it, really, that, that whole scene did not make any sense whatsoever, you know? But yeah. But that then, was all. I, I was for it. No, nothing wrong with it. I mean, no, but again, literal degrading for women. You know, he's the only guy there, and all these women have to have no clothes on or no pants on. Hey, you he know. followed the rules. He did, and he made them pull their pants down. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the end part of the scene, then we cut back to the just again, cordry, just insane. When he grabs the photo of the little white girl when he's talking to Dr. Beecher, and Dr. Beecher goes, I looked at the records, they look clean, maybe a couple parking tickets, that's it. And he goes, You see this photo of this little girl? And he's like, Yeah, she's cute, right? Yeah, she's America. He's like, do you want her to get raped and murdered? And then he's like, no, God, no. He's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And the fact that you think this scene's over and he turns and whips it at the wall. And it's the lady's picture that's standing right there. (laughs) And he goes, you have a beautiful child. And she looks mortified. Well, he has a habit of whipping things against the wall because he does that a few times throughout the movie. Like he has definitely has anger issues. I don't I would know like how to, he has that job. Yeah, I would like to know why he's always angry. Maybe, maybe a Korean took his job Ooh. or something or took his wife because I don't think he's married. And that's why he's he's so angry to get these guys. And he just like sees that guy everywhere. Their neighbor who borrowed the lawnmower and then it's... you know started up on the wife. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, just the fact that. I don't know. It's just so, how can you bring it like that? Like when all of your scenes are screaming, are they like, okay. in three, two, one <laughs> rolling. Is he already yelling while they're doing that? Cause he is like, it's insane. Well, you know, there, I saw a clip um, from um, Wolf of Wall Street of uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Did you ever see this clip? He's literally talking like just normal to like, and then all of a sudden he goes action and he goes right into character. Like there was no hesitation. Like, I mean, it's pretty amazing to watch. I mean, that's why he's such a good actor. So I bet you like, you know, someone like Cordry, like he dives right into that role that like the minute they go, he's going like he's yelling and he's ready to go. You know, not that I'm putting him on the same level as Leonardo. Okay. Okay. I was saying if somebody clipped this right now and they were like, (laughs) Hey Rob, you gotta hear these two sequel podcast guys, man. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the sequel at sequels only on Twitter and Facebook. Then they were like, Whoa, whoa, Cordry, you and DiCaprio. But no, it has to be a secret art, you know, like for anyone to, to do that. Absolutely. Get into that like in a in a second. But anyway, so well, I, I wonder I wonder if he he, he improved any of those lines. Oh, I would think he's a big improv guy. Yeah, yeah, right. So I, I like, I mean, a lot of those like insults, I bet you he's just popped up. I mean, like, imagine like working on the set with him, like being any of the actors, like, how do you keep a straight face? Like, you know, not knowing what's going to come out and him spewing these lines out. Like, it's like, it's hysterical. Like, I don't know how they, that's another art to be able to hold it in and watch another actor go. Cause I mean, I would be laughing every five seconds. Yeah. He's from the, the same era of like UCB as like Jason Manzukas, Paul Shear. All those guys. I think one of them were actually on Rob's team in New York, but I believe that insane. Yeah. What he can do. So then I love that we got boobs briefly 
in the next scene when the girl gets out of the hot tub he goes put that shit back on what kind of porn did you (laughs) i love that oh my god oh no and the other adr it was i love crabs after they tell the story hey you have to help us out because you got crabs from that girl we covered up for you and then the next girl is i love your dick do raza (laughs) it's just (laughs) random punch-up lines probably like a month before the movie came out they went to a studio and added them there's just so many random things but the thing that's so dumb they're running from the government why it's funny harold's like so into it at the time because they took their pants off and they partied with all these girls right it was awesome three guys to 100 girl ratio love it but the fact that they he thought at first when he left let's get into a yellow mustang where like i don't know like saturday night fever clothes and then while they're driving then he realizes like why are we wearing this well and he, yeah i mean that makes yeah but i he's probably high first of all i mean oh, you true. know i mean if he's 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 high all the time, but you don't tell me he's not getting high when he's at that party, you know, no pants on and he's running around with all these girls. He's, so he's probably, that's why they're probably dressed like that. Cause they were so wasted that they didn't realize what they were putting on. I'm surprised they didn't have a quick getting high scene there. That's probably one of the few times that we've seen them in a spot that they didn't. Oh, I guess a few more than that, that they didn't get high, but they, most of the time they get high. You know, I think what, cause I don't think Harold got high. I, I feel like he rare, barely gets high this movie until the end. You know, so I think, you know, it, it's mostly Kumar because it, it seems like Harold doesn't want to smoke. He doesn't want to do anything bad. He's just focused on his girl. So I don't think they, that would have worked. No, that's true. So then so then this is the part you talked about before. So then we get the Secretary Fox and Ed Helms as a translator <laughs> with both their parents. And again, I don't know the father. I almost know his name, uh, Ed Wass. You've seen him. He's in a ton of stuff. He's in a ton of stuff. He was in, yeah, he was in a ton of stuff. But uh, this scene's really funny. The fact that Ed Helms said (laughs) something in the most racist Korean that I'm not even going to attempt. So he, so, okay, he's the translator. Okay, he's the translator, right? Okay. For the government. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a few very offensive things that are said in this scene. And I, I, I love the fact that, that they speak perfect yeah. English. Perfect. Like there's no accent whatsoever. In fact, I think the mom has a Southern accent. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier, you know, it's what, but I mean, I, I well, I'm, I'm going to, one of the, one of the things I, might, I am going to write down is first of all, he goes, I don't understand them. It's some kind of dialect. Yeah. They're speaking perfect English. <laughs> like, what is he not hearing? I, 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 I mean, I get the joke, but it's almost like too much of a joke. It's like, like what? Like, I don't. He can't understand English. Like, I like. It's almost like the joke. Is, it's funny, but it doesn't fit. Like, I don't know. It was just. It was just. Well, I thought it was really funny. The funniest part is not even just Ed Helms was uh, Rob Corddry. He's getting so frustrated. <laughs> he couldn't understand these people. So, like, are we? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I mean. Like, how, like they're not understanding the English that's coming out of that. Like, it was just such a, it's such an over the top joke. Yeah, that it's so ridiculous. And then he, then then he go. I wrote it down. Fake Ching Chong language, is what he said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not offensive. Oh. And, and then when there was it, no, that was another one. No, I forget what the other one was, but yeah. 
No, it was it was so ridiculous. And the fact is just like Ed Helms, like as we know him today, like the movies he was in, like some drama roles and stuff. It's so funny seeing him in a role. Again, he's in the movie for like 25 seconds, 30 seconds. And even when that guy that like we said, we see in a, a ton of thing, Harold's dad, when he looks at him, he's like, You're a fucking moron. And he looks at him, he goes, I don't know, understand what you're saying. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Just, I didn't get it. And it was definitely offensive. Yeah. <laughs> but so then we, so then we get Harold and Kumar continuing their road trip because they're on their way to Texas to get Colton, who, who works for the government. His dad went to school with George, uh, George W. So they're going to go there at the wedding and try to ask, Hey, can you help us out? So then we get Kumar. This is what we kind of alluded to earlier. Yeah. He has a little bit of a flashback. Nothing really to it. He's a nerd. He meets the girl, Vanessa. She goes, hey, to calm down, smoke a little weed, which again, I don't know if smoking a little bit of weed that fast from what I read is going to make you just make out the hottest girl. Well, I mean, it kind of reminded me of Taxi. Do you remember when they showed how Jim became uh, Jim? He ate a brownie. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, like, so it was almost like that. Like, it's like, you know, that one little taste and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, it, it just it transformed them. That's <laughs> it great. Jim on taxi. <laughs> oh, my God. And then even here, there was offensive. They were, as they were leaving, did you hear? I think it was one of the one of the people in the library said, thank you. Come again. And in an Indian yes. accent. <laughs> so uh, you didn't see the first movie. There's like five or six callbacks from the first movie. In the first movie, there's this group of white, like, extreme, like, they talk like that. They're, like, really dudes, like, bro, do you want to jump off this mountain? Like, that's, like, the way they talk, these white kids. They're super racist. And, yeah, that was a callback later in the movie. Okay. There's another one. But that's what they said in a store. They said, thank you. Come again. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Just the fact that that changed him so much. And then, dude, this upcoming well, scene but we also saw we saw um harold walk in and he looked yeah, like yeah. goth flock of seagulls yes he did <laughs> i forgot what his shirt said but it was something very emo like that trend yeah. in like the late 90s to early i do like when they do that in movies and tv shows when they just show house you know like what they used to look like like they did in yeah. how i met your mother and how like just oh, how yeah. ridiculous because they make it so over the top of how they used to look you know it makes it funny Oh man. So this next scene, not even what happens here. Like there's some scenes that, Oh my goodness. There's nothing really to them. So they are driving like Alabama because (laughs) Kumar falls asleep and doesn't tell them the direction. So they don't want to interrupt a basketball game, which a bunch of, you know, black guys playing. And and again, they're, they're in like a, like a just a low income area. Yeah. Okay. This might be the most offensive scene. Oh, it is. So so the fact that they get they're both like scared to drive through again, middle of the night, whatever. They don't want to interrupt the game. The guys are playing. They're really not noticing the car, so they're not stopping. So maybe they're like, hey, why are we gonna bug them? So they go in reverse really quick. Then they then they hit a, a freaking fire hydrant. Water stops the music from playing. They notice them. And I love I love jokes like this. The fact that they were scared and ran and those guys were just coming over to help. Well, well, for, first, oh yeah, this is this is definitely another M. Night Shyamalan twist because yeah, yeah. first you see the water go into their sneakers. Yeah. 
<laughs> so like they ruined their sneakers and then um wasn't there something else that the boombox the boombox oh, the the boom right right off. right so now like I, and i totally thought they were going to go after them and sure enough they're like the nicest guys in the world and they just wanted that. to go there to help like it, that's such a like a like a, a good twist like it, that's very funny you know and i love that the guy not even that the guy had uh, a jack in his hand when he was walking over yeah. another guy came over like he was on nascar rolling tires yeah, yeah. Over, ready to help out <laughs> I love that. Those are like, and again, yes, you know, it, it was a, a taste of a little uh, offensiveness until uh, Cordry gets there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and again, I wonder if that was improv, what he does, you know, which, you know, a lot of comedians, you know, will, will say, you know, I guess, you know, but this, 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 yeah, that thing was pretty. So you're saying that he showed up to set with a can of grape soda in the car? Well, maybe that's what he drinks. He just oh happened to have it. <laughs> the fact that he walks up and he looks pissed off. And as soon as he gets out, the main guy who was like the, the guy talking for all the black guys playing basketball is just on the cell phone. And he, and <laughs> Gorgie pulls a gun on him. <laughs> it's, it's yelling right away at him and he's the witness (laughs) that's that's the best part like he's the witness trying to help them and he pulls the gun at him as he gets there and then beecher says hey hey he's our witness he's our witness he's like how do you know how can i trust him he's like he's an orthodontist (laughs) and he goes where what where harold and kumar he goes i don't know they crashed the car and they ran off in that direction he's like what are you not telling me? And when he goes back to the car, this is again some more great ADR. It is, and and like was that his way? It was almost like it, that was his torture. Like he thought, like what oh, he yeah. was doing was torture. Yes. <laughs> and this and this guy was a witness. First of all, he's a big guy, and he's like he's like he's taking it so calm, and he's like you know like it just it was it was so funny how the way Cordry was doing it, like it was so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, slowly pouring the grape soda when he opens it out, and I love the one ADR. He goes, "Yo, what the fuck? That's racist!" And then another voice goes, "Hey, does he have any Kool Aid?" No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was you know it it was just funny the way they did it. Um, it was I mean it was offensive, but it was funny. It was just uh, you know the way they did it, and you know they're pouring it and then doing it a little faster and what, like uh, it's teasing him, like it's teasing him. <laughs> see like, like, like he, that's a joke that like in like i'm gonna get you sucker you know like yeah, that yeah. would have like they totally like the guy would have been shaking like you like the guy, you know like the eight this is the complete opposite yes <laughs> so then again kumar who's a guy that's super smart that could be a doctor like he could his dad dad's a doctor his brother's a doctor he could be like in med school being a doctor no, what does he think to do? He's going to call friggin' David Krumholtz or Goldstein on the phone to tell him about what's going on when the government is looking for him. <laughs> How dumb is Again, he? Harold? Yes. Well, he's probably high. Listen, that's the excuse you can use throughout the whole movie. He's what? <laughs> no, that's your correlation. Yeah, he did something done. He was probably high. <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? Based on the way he acts the whole movie, he probably is. Is this turning into like a PSA for anti-marijuana? <laughs> your kids, Listen, if you they show this in high school and show you what not to do. This is a comedy film, kids. It's a goddamn documentary. 
pay attention. Oh, I guess they couldn't show this in school. Well, I guess they could and just say, don't be Rob Corddry. Don't be Kumar. Uh, don't be, <laughs> you just go through the characters to who not to be in life. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you're not Kumar, then you don't go to a party with bottomless, you know, uh, no pants true. on. You don't. You know, so, I mean, and you don't like date a, a really hot girl. So it might, it might backfire. It could. All the kids will get stoned right away. <laughs> but maybe it'll turn kids into non-racists by watching Rob Corddry. <laughs> or maybe it'll fuel their... I don't know. But uh, So then we got John Reap. Oh, you know what? He crushes this role. Oh. He, it, 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 he was so funny. I mean, like, both of them, him and his wife. But, like, he crushes it. Just I love his wife. She's hilarious. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she's in tons of stuff. But just, just his accent. When he's when he just the way he plays that this role, you almost feel like this is how he really is, you know. Like it's almost like he's playing, like yeah. I mean, to an extent, like he just like he seems like such a, a southern guy, you know. And he just like he plays it so well. What the hell y'all doing out here in them fancy clothes? We were on our way to Texas and we got lost. Texas, <laughs> you're a long way from Texas. The the fact that they're looking at the deer. And they make the comment because these guys from Jersey, like, oh, the deer in Jersey are assholes. And then it just the blood splatters all over them. Well, well, no, they have a tender moment first. So, I mean, like that makes I was not. I mean, I wasn't sure what I was going to expect. I wasn't expecting that (laughs) what happens. But I mean, it was funny because they were like, oh, oh, look how sweet. Like and they're like, you hear the music in the background. And like they're like, it was like it was almost like the first sentimental part of this movie. Like it was like, you know, like really like the first time you see like a soft side to Harold and, and Kumar, you know, and then all of a sudden, blam, blood squirted all over the place. <laughs> There's like five different parts that make this thing funny, which I think that's why John Hurwitz did this movie and someone else. And I'm sure there's a ton of other people had to do with it. But the, the fact that in this scene, when he when he stabs it oh, with the knife goodness. and licks it and goes born in 04. <laughs> And what that's funny, and then you laugh even harder when the the carcass that was like a uh, a dummy with the feet hanging out, yeah, and then it turns into like a, a piece of rubber. Yeah, the the feet are bouncing around like in that bag. <laughs> that was hilarious. That it went from like this big dummy that yeah, probably yeah. had like the fake blood and everything in it to this like rubber thing that he was shoving in the bag that was bouncing around. I love that. Yeah, no, that was great. That was funny. And you didn't see the first one, but I, no matter what, I have to send you this clip when we're done. But the first one movie has Christopher Maloney as a tow truck driver. It doesn't, you can't even tell it's him. He has so much makeup on in the scene, but same kind of thing. The house on the outside looks like complete shit. You go inside spotless. I love that. No, it, it, that, and their face when they walked in there and then you see like the hot wife. Like, you know, you, you have this hillbilly, you know, and then you see this hot wife walk out and like, yeah, the, that was pretty funny. So I have news for you. In the first one, it's, do you remember Malin Ackerman actress? If she's I, in a ton of stuff. She was in, uh, I forget the one. She's in a, she's in the heartbreak kid with, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stiller, she played his one. girlfriend. Like the, she played his she girlfriend. She plays the one he marries without barely okay. knowing. Yeah. Okay. So she's in that movie. She plays Christopher Mullody's wife. They think they're gonna have like a threesome with her in the scene. So it's I like a, actually, almost like a same running joke, kind of like you know, like have the the sort of yeah. So that's okay. why when they walk in, they see that they probably get some flashbacks because it's really nice in the other house too. And uh, okay. dude, this scene—they're again—they're getting ready to leave. 
they start fighting over the DSL internet because <laughs> she wants to buy a satellite radio. Like, Why do you need a satellite radio? What are you doing on the internet? Like, and and like it it comes out of nowhere, and like yeah. they have a screaming match. Like you know, I, that I thought that was a, the whole fight was hysterical. And I must again, I feel like this part was like could have been like improv too. Like they were just going back and forth, throwing oh, crap at each other. Hell yeah, you know. Yeah, it's so hard to script those scenes. I'm sure, so they probably give him some basis. But dude, the right. way they were yelling at each other, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go." And then you know, John Reap, he goes, "Hey, I got some weed." <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll hang out." So then they hang out for dinner, which is a very fancy dinner, very fancy plates. Everything's fine, right? And I love when they make the joke about, "What do you think? We're some kind of dumb rednecks? We got an inbred son in the basement." <laughs> I, I I thought I thought they were gonna turn out to be like murderers. Like I, I you know like I I did not again. I the, the one thing about this movie, there's a lot of twists that I didn't see coming. You know they yep. do a good they do a good job like that because I I honestly thought it was gonna be like a Texas Chainsaw like they're gonna like try to kill him. So that that would have been funny too. But this is definitely a uh, this this the angle that they go at with the the inbred kid in the, in the basement was pretty uh pretty nuts. Yeah, just the fact that they thought the cops were there and it was just his neighbor. They go in the basement. The The creature looks so good. And that's like CGI. Like, that looks amazing. It looks, yeah. the eye is just so freaky. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? And, and, and first of all, it doesn't speak. And then I did laugh at the next part. I had a feeling that was going to happen when he's sleeping. Any, oh anyway. yeah yeah but even before that when they come upstairs and you think wouldn't you leave already wouldn't you leave oh, yeah. that house like after you find out that there's an inbred son and i love when they're like oh so oh you met her inbred son in the basement they're like oh i thought you're we thought you were kidding and he's like oh she just happened happens to be my <laughs> sister and i'm gonna be in love with her and we had a kid so sue us and then i'm like when they leave yeah, they sleep there. <laughs> but before you mention what happens when they wake up, one of the f- funniest, o- most over-the-top scenes, because they do it in the first one. Again, the first one has a lot of these scenes, but in this one, they take it to another level. When he, when Kumar's having the dream oh. of Vanessa. See, you probably would laugh at this one if you saw the first one, because the first one's about a relationship with the bag of weed, and it's like really funny. I didn't know for the first like couple of like like seconds. I didn't know what that was. Like I, I didn't I didn't put two and two together because like it was just weird. Like I was like, what is this thing that's like there? And see, okay, this part I hated because it was just so. I mean, like, the movie's stupid, but this took it to a whole different level. I couldn't I couldn't laugh at it. I I it, it almost disgusted me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of some of the things they were doing to this bag. I mean, towards the end, of this the scene was. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just so stupid. <laughs> so, my uh, mic stand on video, if you're listening, is in the way of it. But when again, they're having the all different types of sex. You know, the bags going down on Vanessa oh. and Kumar's behind the bag. But when they turn the bag over, oh. and there is actually a, an asshole. Oh. oh, she starts fisting it. Oh, it was like the it, it just so over the top. Like, oh, 
it's so stupid. It really was. And like I said, when that when that beggar weed walks out, I had no idea what it was. Like I couldn't like it, it didn't look like weed at first. It was just like a yeah. creature. Like I was trying to figure out what the heck it was. Um, but ugh, so stupid. It was so oh my god. Why well, he has a similar dream in the first movie? Well, in the first movie, they they want weed in the whole movie because they want to go to White Castle. They're looking for weed. But no, he, he doesn't have a similar dream. He has a dream that he's like having a relationship with it. So they show them like you know, like a montage scene of them. Is it like, the same? Like, is it the same like bag of weed with arms and legs? Uh, I don't know. I think it was like a little. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there wasn't really. Well, I mean, like, was it was it a joint or was it like, did it look oh, like no, this it was thing? a bag of weed? Yeah, yeah. So it looked like this thing. Come on, dude. Who has sex with a joint? Oh my, my! How stupid am I? <laughs> oh god, that's amazing. So then, so then you mentioned the Harold, the waking up, and uh, that was—I don't know what I do if I woke up next to anyone. If I woke up to anyone, anyone. But like the fact that the the kid is staring at him, and like it, it, what I found was funny is he opens his eyes, and you know when you wake up. You know, sometimes like, you know, you don't see clear, like, you know, you still have that sleepy in your eyes. He had that, you know, cause he, cause he didn't scream right away. Like he opened <laughs> his eyes and, and like, he, then you can see his face right behind you. Like now he's like, he's, he's really looking at what he's looking at. <laughs> and that's when he screams. Like it was, it was just, I thought it was very funny. Uh, cause he's, you know, he's very straight faced throughout most of the movie, you know? So I think that like, and that picture pit, nails it. And he screams, but I swear, I don't know. I guess that must have been Harold's scream because I know that Cyrus didn't really talk. But there was like a dolphin screech. That's oh, how like loud There was, there was a screech. <laughs> well, that's how he communicates. That's how he communicates with the other imprint. <laughs> I think it had been cool if they took him along and like saved him because he was being put in the basement. You know, that's not cool. You know what? You're right. That that would You know what? Maybe the movie would have been a little better. <laughs> yeah. They would have taken him to the next part when they stumble upon an in, uh, not an inbred, a KKK. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You know, it's like one thing after another in this movie. Like they're like, all right, we've hit a lot of areas. What can we do next for the next offensive scene? Like they really like the whole movie. It's pretty, you know, oh man. And I, I do, but I'll tell you right now, I do love when they have the KKK. Uh, okay, in movies, and they make fun of how stupid they are. Yeah, because they do it all the time. You know, like Django Unchained. I mean, it was a hysterical ch- scene. Like, so, like they made him look so stupid in this movie. So, I do like that. You know. Yeah. No, these are my favorite types of movies that move from scene to scene because you have an opportunity. Like, I love road trip type of movies. You have those opportunities to have like a Christopher Maloney play the Grand right, Wizard right. of the KKK. Like, in uh, and the fact that he says the N word is like. I, I know that I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that they, they did that, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, they, they do make it what, the, the fact that the, the grand master has Tourette's yeah. right. I mean, you know, like they make them like, they really make them look so stupid in movies, which if you're going to bring them up, at least, you know, make them look as, as crappy as possible. And then I think that's what they do in movies. Yeah. I mean, remember Django and chain, uh, what, what, what's his name? The who's the fat comedian. He's in. You ever see Django? I've seen it. Yeah, I'm trying to think who you're talking. Jonah about. Hill. Jonah Hill's in there. You know, he's one. Oh, yeah, and yeah. his wife. I think it was his wife that forgot to oh, like sew eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like again, they make them so stupid. So I mean, uh, if you're gonna bring offensive like that, I think it's good to have like the guy had threats. Like you know, just make him so stupid. 
Yeah, but just the fact that Chris Maloney says that, and that, and he's been on SVU up to this point for like eight or nine years, like a big time network show. And the fact that he says that line, and it's not even fitting in the sentence. It's like using that the n word yeah. in a, the wrongest sense. And I'm oh like, yeah. Oh, but I, I know. So the scene coming up. So oh my goodness, Kumar and. Uh, Harold, they're they're hiding because they see the two Klansmen. Ugh. <laughs> the fact that they hide under the tr- tree truck where this guy's pissing is just <laughs> yeah. But you see that a lot in movies. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, it, it's almost like every time you know that someone hide, you know they're gonna be doing something like that. I thought the guy was gonna be taking a crap. So, <laughs> based on based on a movie like this, I'm surprised they didn't go that angle. Yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna fist a bag of weed, you know, <laughs> just keep with the butt theme and do pooping. Yeah. No, I know, but I, I love that they do go into the clans out. Oh, kind of remember Fletch lives. How dumb were they? Fletch lives, and and how about um, blazing saddles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to think in my head. I'm like, we just did a movie with the KKK, and then yeah, in well, Fletch lives when he was making fun of. Was him. it wasn't it blazing saddles when he puts his arm out? It's like black. Because uh, Leon uh, Cleavon Little had the oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> but no so I love that Harold and Kumar knock the two guys out they get into the outfits and, and again maybe they got some research if this is something that the Klansmen do at their meetings when they're just drinking I love that Kumar is really excited because he loves the the onions on the hot dogs and <laughs> then they all gather around and the Grand Wizard says so. Tell me something you did to a minority this week. <laughs> like what? I know, I know, I know. It's like I said. I mean, like they, they. I feel like they were trying to push the buttons as far as they can go throughout the whole movie. Oh hell yeah! And and you're right. I mean, they do make fun of everybody. You know, I mean, so like you know, like I like that. I mean, you know, I don't like a movie that's going to make fun of one stereotype. You know, Blazing Saddles makes fun of every stereotype. So does this movie because. Coming up is one of my favorite scenes, but we'll get there. But, oh, yeah. I think I knew you talking about <laughs> Yeah, so then, so then Harold goes first. He says, I need an, an Indian guy in the balls. They're like, yeah, I like that. And then Kumar's is like really detailed. He used a guy's toothbrush to you know, rub on his pubes. <laughs> and Maloney's like, that's weird, but I like it. Wait, that was Maloney? Yeah, Maloney's a grand wizard. That's what I just talked about. SVU. Oh, I see. You know what? I, 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 I was. Th- I thought you. Were, he was in the first movie as the tow truck driver. No, he's in all the right. movies. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I didn't like. I, I was. I wasn't thinking that. Like, oh, you don't even recognize him as the as yeah, the grand yeah. the grand wizard. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, he looks more like himself in this movie. I know it's I, still hard to tell, but in the other movie, you can't tell. Fake nose, fake. Right. He has like pussy things coming out of his neck. Yeah, I'll send that's you awesome. that scene. You got to check. Okay, it out. but uh, yeah. So then. So then they start, then they have to run because the two guys that were, uh, you know, knocked out, woke up and then pulled the, the mask off. And I love Maloney when they're all running and they're running after them. Like they don't know how to run. They're almost <laughs> running in circles and Maloney lights himself on fire. <laughs> Again, they, they, they always make fun of them. And, and, you know, that scene of them coming, like you see that how many times that the, the ones that get knocked down to steal, they steal their, their sheets are the ones that come back later on, like in their underwear, and like you know they just be, they just be like they had no shirts on. Like so, when they're out, right? Those guys came back with no shirts on. I no think. shirts, yeah. So they're naked under their sheets. 
<laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> like I, 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 I would think that sheets would go over clothes. I, I, you know, I, I didn't think they would be totally naked in the sheets. Oh yeah. What, how do you go home? Yeah. <laughs> they go, they drive naked or would the cops, like, if you get pulled over, it's like, Oh shit. They're not worried about like the beer they drank or anything. It's like, <laughs> you know, why I pulled you over. Uh, I don't know, officer. Well, you're naked and you, and you got a sheet hanging out the back of your truck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn it larger, larger day <laughs> but, uh, so this year the next scene's your favorite i i i do laugh i i i did laugh at this part i mean he's great not right? the whole not the whole thing definitely the last scene the last part of it but first of all the names i mean i was i was dying goldstein and rosenberg oh you're talking about that one okay we'll do that oh, I thought, oh i'm sorry okay no, we're right, we're right around that part. No, let's talk about that one. Yeah, so it's yeah, Goldstein, David Crumholtz. I think he's yep. from, I think he's from Jersey and uh, Shipwreck from uh, American Pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I again, and you have Cordry in there. I mean, he's <laughs> an animal, but like the fact that he brings out change. <laughs> what I, What did you think he was gonna do? Because you saw him like around him trying to get like the true answers for everything well he throw, doesn't he throw something again against the wall he threw so, he threw a glass i think i think or, or something <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, threw, yeah, yeah. he threw a glass against the wall again because he's so angry all the time but yeah i i i i, I wasn't sure where this is going i didn't expect it to be changed in there and i honestly i thought it'd be pennies that would have been made it worse maybe <laughs> But it was a bunch of it was it was all bunch of different change, but yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure where it was going. I didn't expect it to, I didn't expect it to go where it did. Well, that was funny like that, but then the end of it oh, was even my funnier when they walked out of the room and really and they, quick they were <laughs> grabbing all the change. <laughs> That's like funny, man. How about when Cordry demands Dr. Beecher go get me the Bill of Rights because they said they wanted to plead the fifth. And he gets it. He rips out the page. He sticks it up his ass, wipes his ass, and poop is on it. And then one guy goes, why, why is your ass so dirty? <laughs> and he stares him in the eyes and he goes, you don't want to know. <laughs> what does that mean? Do you have like a disorder or I, I don't know. Well, is that frightening to someone? And that's a good line. I guess if anyone says something to you you could use that line back and it could really mess yeah but isn't that like almost insulting yourself <laughs> yes. like, you, like don't you don't want to know i have ibs <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah all right <laughs> but you can try that in any line if somebody like approaches you like some stranger you'd say you don't want to know <laughs> try it sometimes you know i, I will i will <laughs> although i'm i don't know if i'm going to use the the the, the crap on the piece of paper you know beforehand <laughs> you know but i will i will <laughs> <laughs> so then just before this or right after it it's uh again perfect timing they walk out of the woods and look who comes strolling along nph neil patrick Harris. what he has done in these movies is unbelievable just a just a comedy in general what yeah. he's done like i mean like he's he's great and like you know, coming from Dewey Hauser to what he does now, like you would never expect him to be as funny as he is. And he he steals like to me, how are you how are you how are you how are you met your mother, he steals every every scene. Yeah. Like he's the best part. Same here. I mean, he to me was Cordry was awesome, 
but I, I like Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, yeah, and you know, in the first movie, that role was probably so shocking for him to play that because I think the first movie is what helped him land How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Timing wise, I think so. Oh, so like, so like that was his first like into like a comedy kind. I'd be in curious that type. I think yeah, wow. because you had to think the only movie after like Doogie Howser, only movie I can remember was Starship Troopers, and I'm sure he was in a ton of stuff. But I don't know if he had any series that let him play this so, over the top yeah. sex maniac. Yeah, you know what? I want. I, I would be curious to look at it because I mean, that, that if this started, that'd be. I mean, that's awesome because like he plays the role so good. You know, he really does. Yeah, because when you watch that first one, it like now if you watch it, you're like, oh, that's the role that he plays. But then it was right. so it was weird because. Shock. Yeah, because you're like, oh, that's Neil Patrick Harris. But this movie made him and right. Was he now? Was he? Uh, uh, was it a big role in the first one? Like, was it a big? Oh scene? yeah, he steals oh, their car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they pick him up, and when they go inside like a gas station, he steals their car, and then he returns it at the end of the movie and pays for the White Castle. <laughs> now there's a third. There's a third movie after this one. Yeah, it's really good. A Christmas, a Christmas one? one in 3D. Tom Lennon's in it. It was another really funny guy. Is Neil Patrick Harris in it? He is in it, I think. I haven't seen it in a while, but great person in it who plays Maria's dad, Danny Trejo. Oh, <laughs> Danny Trejo is the father in law. Oh, great. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, MPH is so fucked up in this scene. And I love when he talks about love because they, they're in the backseat, they're talking about the girls they love. And he goes, I was in love with Tashonda. And who was. <laughs> The Whoopi, the stand-in for Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> so random. Hershey kiss nipples. <laughs> He's so bizarre. Like, I mean, just his, his personality in this movie is so bizarre that I mean, it just like the things he comes up with. Like, again, I wonder if he's improv in a lot of the stuff. Like, how do you come up yeah. with the Hershey kiss nipples? And like, it just so funny. And this is my favorite type of co- like, I love so many movies you know like i'm one of those people i love probably way too many movies but i love comedy that the joke just keeps going up and then at the end it's like the funniest line because at the end of it the last line that's almost like that could have maybe been improv like almost as a throwaway line he goes man i hope she kept the baby (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and i was hoping the end of the movie tashonda was going to be in it i i've seen this movie a bunch but for some reason in my head i was like That'd be a great thing that Tashonda's somewhere. Well, why? Um, based on the ending, I mean, uh, you know, kind of be stupid. Well, no, I know. Ever. Oh, no, I know that. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, maybe she can save him. <laughs> but, dude, this scene, they set up the roadblock. Again, he's eating mushrooms. Like, dude, I can tell you, I ate mushrooms one time. I got into my car and I thought about even, I didn't even put the keys even near the ignition and i was like freaked out the fact that he ate that many while driving it, it, well first of all he wasn't paying attention to the road the entire time anyway so, <laughs> so you know i mean maybe the mushrooms uh made him drive better because <laughs> he, he because they were worried about him not looking and he really he was having full conversations he was smoking with them like he was not even looking at the road the whole the whole time he was driving but his face here though when cordry is like talking to him <laughs> i i think he he did such a great job of the scene like, cause, and, and, you know, when he sees the unicorn, he wants to go so bad, but he's trying to fight it. And like, he, he does such a good job in this scene. 
and just Cordry just telling him like you're the reason. So his role, Neil Patrick Harris in Starship Troopers, is the reason that this racist asshole, you know, became a sec- secretary Fox. The fact that he goes that role changed my life. And you're right when he's looking off past him at himself on a unicorn is just. And you can see so him bonkers. sweating. You can see him sweating. And like, you know, he, he's trying, he really trying to like get out of there as fast as possible. And it, he does such a good job with it, you know? And then you're, and I, for a second, I thought he was an open door and go with the unicorn. <laughs> I thought so. I, <laughs> Even though I've seen it so much. I'm like, is he going to get out and run or chase it? <laughs> well, at one point when him himself and the unicorn stop, and he turns around and he waves to him to come, come to him. I thought he was an open door. I thought that was it. <laughs> so i give i give him credit for fighting it he i do too and then cordial when he's like i i I gotta go and rob cordial is like oh i understand i understand mph thank you thank you and he's just like the first time we've ever seen him in this movie kind of like not be crazy yeah yeah he was just he was a fan he 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 seemed a little bit more than a fan oh too obsessive uh, you know, he might have had a cockmeat cock sandwich thinking about it. <laughs> hey, you know, guys, I gotta go take a flight to Guantanamo and do some research. <laughs> Is Big Bob available? <laughs> so then we get him saying, I gotta go to the strip club. Or I gotta go to this whorehouse. Well, yeah, well, they they they're at this point they want to just go straight to the wedding or the guy's house. And yeah. he says, No, we gotta make a detour first. And it seems like they're very close from the way they say it. Yep, yep. They're like, oh, but MPH was so close. And he's like, I got to go to this whorehouse. <laughs> and the perfect song. There's like some songs that are like perfect for like this strip club kind of vibe, but like nothing but a good time. Poison. Perfect oh, song. Yep. Walk in. Then, all the girls lined up. Another great cameo, by the way. Oh, I love her. I mean, she's awesome. One of the first pair of boobs I've seen as a kid. Oh. That hers and in stripes. You know, it's funny. I think Stripes was the first that, and I think Revenge of the Nerds for me. Um, but I saw a little bit more than boobs in that one. Stripes with just John Larroquette peeping. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, Beverly D'Angelo. I mean, she she's so she's so good. She 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 like like she's born for a role like this. Just you know, oh, like yeah. that awesome. Yeah, she's really good in everything. Even when she was on Entourage for like that one year. Oh yeah, or two years, she was awesome. Absolutely, her. Her in this role, just amazing. The fact that she has to warn him because the last time there he he bit a stripper. He's an animal. Like he like they were like I mean through this whole scene. I mean even at the end of it, he's an animal. He's like a complete like he's like a child in a candy store. You know yeah. here, like he really is. <laughs> well, just foreshadowing. We won't mention. Don't answer what could be. But did, was he carrying a bag when he walked in there? Was he carrying so. anything? It was just him, right? I think so. Yeah. Why? Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. okay. Uh, and I got to be honest with you. He had a choice of a lot of women. I wouldn't have picked the one he picked. Yeah. And her name, her real uh, like poor name is Echo Valley. But her name in the movie wasn't anything. No, it was Tits Hemingway. <laughs> Tits Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And then we get Kumar indulges. He picks two girls and his, you're like, Kumar's going to get it on. The girl's like, what do you want us to do? And he's like, take off your, take off your tops and make out. And we see boobs. They start doing it. And then we cut to Harold 
pouring his heart out to all these hookers that are listening to him. And yeah, yeah. and giving him a set of advice too. <laughs> well, you know, again, it, it, he's so straight laced. And like, he's just like having a casual conversation with them. Like, again, you see that, you see that a lot in movies. Like also, you know, you have like the one guy that's like, you know, like just having a normal conversation, like, like they're not hookers or anything. And they were like, and they're like intelligent and they're all like, you know, like they see that all the time. And then you, then what happens with uh, Kumar? So he's all, he's all talk. He's all talk. I think he's pouring it out right when he's, I love just that Harold set sets up the joke. He's probably in there having the time of his life. And then he's in there like sad with the two naked girls on either side. And he's bawling. <laughs> he's bawling. So here's why I asked you this question earlier, because the fact that you hear screaming and uh, tits Hemingway comes out and she goes, he branded me. He fucking branded me. And he's holding a brand for like a horse. Where'd that come from? Well, it, it's a whorehouse. Don't they have props? <laughs> I don't know if they have that. <laughs> is why would Beverly D'Angelo be so pissed that he branded someone? Is that something that well, maybe you didn't pay extra for it? You got to pay extra for it. It's like going to the you know hotel room and you you know you open the refrigerator. You, you know just because the the the, the alcohol is there it doesn't mean you can drink it for free. <laughs> as soon as you take the brand off the hook, you get charged five hundred bucks. <laughs> I just like the fact that he branded her. Like, I mean, like of, of all things to do, he's, he's such an animal. Like he, he really is. <laughs> oh my God. And then they, and then they run and they're like, kind of, cause he screwed them in the first movie. Right. By stealing their car. How was like, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not getting shot. So then as soon as they get out of there, they get into the car and you see him. Well, she wasn't shooting at this point. Right. Well, so she wasn't, but she was like getting the gun while they're walking out. Right. And the fact that, MPH should know that he should be running. He's casually putting his shirt back on. <laughs> he's slowly. so he's so he's so like the way he was doing that, I was dying because it's again he like it's, it's like another Saturday night for him. Like it, really, that's what it is. And he's just like he's so like so not how you would think he is in real life. And it just I think that's what it is. He's so over the top that it's hysterical. I think it's great. And he gets his back blown out by a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> see i was i would love to see a movie around his character oh that i think that would be a funny movie a ha- uh an mph movie I'm, I'm 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 all for it no he's great honestly he's great you got to see the first one like because it's so fun it's so weird to like i know say watch it because you can't watch it without knowing who he became and like how right. he met your mother but like, I have to look at the timeline of that, but I feel like How I Met Your Mother did not come out yet. So, you know, it, it would be interesting to see if, if that is a, if true, that this was out before that show to see how like his first time doing that character, because it really is the same character in the show that he's in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be curious maybe to fast forward the whole movie until I see him. <laughs> no, no, you'd like that. You'd like it. So then they go into Neil's car and they start going through his bag. He has a creepy mask, which is the mask of one of the guys in Slipknot, which maybe the singer or like the prop guy was a fan of them. Is the fact that it was like the exact right, mask. right. A jar with hair in it, which fits him. It's not like weird because why wouldn't he? But why would he have 12 cans of mace? Again, this is the, he branded someone. So, I mean, like I'm nothing. I don't think there's anything in that bag that they could have pulled out. That would be a shock. Like, really? <laughs> He could, they could have pulled anything out and I would have been like, you know, it fits his character. So, you know, 
really. I mean, yeah, he's such an animal. Like I, I, I'm not. To me, I, I, uh, Mace is like tame. I expected much worse to come out of there. <laughs> I was like, like a gimp outfit or something, you know. Well, yes, that's sort of what the mask was for. Well, I, I, I guess that that would be better than a gimp. Gimp mask. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to. They finally get to Colton's house, and. He sees Vanessa. She, we see a scene before that's kind of like, so some of the scenes, again, I know that you have to tell like the Colton and Vanessa that they don't really vibe with each other. There's just a few scenes we didn't talk about, but just yeah. them not getting along. Colton's planning the whole wedding and everything. Right. And But you know what though? It's funny. On my notes at the top, I wrote down, Colton's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Colton's real swell. I wrote- I wrote that down. I'm like, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I was f- totally fooled. You know what? Maybe you hate Kumar because you're watching this movie. You're like, hey, Kumar, hands off, buddy. <laughs> Vanessa really didn't hurt her ankle that bad. Get your hands off of her. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you something. She was pissed that the, the wedding was ruined at first. So, you know, I mean, not for nothing. She she could have lived a life as a, of a millionaire. Instead, she's with a guy that just smokes weed all day long. So he kind of he kind of ruined her life. So I'm, I'm, I'm 14. I'm for team Colton. <laughs> team Colton. <laughs> they should have you speak at the elementary school for the dare program. You can either marry a millionaire and sells his friends up the river. Well, or you wait, 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 a second. wait a second. We find out they're not really friends. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, so, you know, it's, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out again. Colton goes, guys, don't worry. My dad talked to W. He's going to help you out. Let's go to the airport. And again, he, this is where he kind of becomes douchey because when they get there, he's like, whoa, are all these plane your, planes yours? He goes, no, of course they of course are. Who else would they be? I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then boom, dude, the fact again, Cordry, turn it up a notch. He puts the gun to the back of Kumar's head. <laughs> he, he was very intense in this scene. like yeah yeah like it was almost like this could have been like an action movie where they finally got the guy he was going after because he he took it like very serious but then he was very (laughs) serious but then after this point he was like fuck it we got him we're good because when they go on the airplane i don't know if this was like supposed to be like a life-changing in his eyes he was saving the world so why would he just these guys already escaped from Guantanamo. In his eyes, they escaped. Like they were the reason they escaped. No other BS. Right. And he sits down, pops on danger zone, and just eats whoppers looking forward. Because okay, because he got his man and he feels like a badass. I mean, there's no other if you feel like a badass, what better song to put on but danger zone? Well, so you right now he's feeling himself. He's feeling like, listen, I I I I'm the I'm the Captain of the day. I, I I got the two bad guys. I did my job. I'm the man. I'm going to listen to Danger Zone. But wouldn't Danger Zone mean that something bad's going to happen because you're in the Danger Zone? Um. Well, in the movie Top Gun, they're, they're playing it for everything that's going on in the sky in the beginning when they're <laughs> when, when Tom Cruise is like crushing everybody. So it's more of a pumped up song. Do you have another song? Yeah. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. You now that would have been funnier. That would have been fun. That would have been if he's rocking out to that. That would have been good. See, 
But no, just this whole scene. You have these two guys that, again, high-level government agents that are helping out getting these two terrorists, and they overhear them, you know, Hal and Kumar arguing, and the guy goes, wait, did you say you had weed on you? And then the fact that Harold, Felix Unger of the two, has mace, and mace is the friggin' agent uh, in the face. Neil Patrick Harris, he had it in the bag. Yeah, and he said he took it. Why not? That's yeah. what he said. But it also wasn't there a scene where he says you're not gonna do that kung fu or some. Oh no, was that the end of the movie or is that? Someone said that. Like you, you're no, not gonna. Col- Colton said that when they were. Oh yeah, dude. So when they were going on the airplane, and he's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass the next time I see you, Colton." He goes, "Yeah, you're not even a kung fu yeah, agent. Or, you're right. a nerdy accountant." Agent. Like, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But dude, the fact that he maces him, a little fight scene happens, but man, Cordry, the only reason he stopped rocking out to the song is because he ran out of water. And he's just like eating Whoppers, one of the most anno- like loudest freaking snacks. Well, I mean, Whoppers make you thirsty. Is that a fact? Uh, I don't know. I haven't had a Whopper in years, but you know, I'm assuming. <laughs> But the fact that he turns around, he sees them too putting on like the parachutes and he's getting ready. No, to... no, parachute. There was only one. Oh, yeah, there was only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, and who saves the day? Dr. Beecher. Well, why is there only one parachute? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, on, on that plane, you had what, six or seven people? Yeah. So why is there only one parachute? That's so stupid. I know they should be one for each seat, right? You would, you <laughs> Why would, would think? they leave somebody out? If that plane's going down, they're like, okay, the guys, plane's going down, but we got to draw straws. Does anybody have straws? Okay, rock, paper, or maybe each flight is like a, everybody has like a number, and you know, maybe the one seat that doesn't have a number is, or you know, <laughs> or the one seat that has a number gets the parachute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do like a little bingo thing. If they pull your number, you don't get the parachute. It's like but, Russian uh, roulette for like you know, flying. <laughs> uh yeah every uh, there's everyone has one except one is just like a nothing it's like a wacky inflatable r flaily two man flies out of the top of it just like does nothing but so dr beecher comes out of nowhere i didn't even know he was on the plane we saw him at the airport yeah where was he the whole time the fight was going on i guess he was in the cockpit maybe maybe he was sleeping Maybe he was napping, yeah. But he comes out, puts the gun on Cordry. Cordry, I think that's when he drops the Whoppers. And then you think yes. Dr. Beecher's like, these kids did nothing. And he I t- laughed goes at this to, part. Dude, when he takes I a step, <laughs> death by Whopper, and he flies, flies <laughs> forward and grabs the handle and gets sucked out. And it, it, it was so out of the blue. Like I, I thought, like the movie's almost over. He's, you know, he saves the day, and like within seconds of like saying his little speech, it's sucked out. It's almost like an airplane. Like you know, oh, like yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of like you can see a lot of like jokes from these like spoofy kind of movies. You know, they they're recycling. So you know, it was pretty funny. Yeah, great. Like paying like the homage and like these movies because again. Yeah. Once a joke's done, it's so hard to like reinvent. Right. But no, I do like a lot of those little like gags like that. Like I thought that was so funny when he flew out. Yep. And then 
they jump out of the airplane right afterwards. They get sucked out. And now this gets stupid again. So this is like, it's just, you know, swim to me. He tells them, you know, I just, I just, and the whole point of them flying down and like, it just, it was almost too long. It was, you didn't like know. Cordry flying in the air? No parachute, just right here. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. But he went out with a bang, man. He did. No, he did. <laughs> and then they just happened to fl- fall right into the house of George W. Again, obviously, what are the chance? Like, that's not going to happen. But could you imagine waking up in some, not like you had like a, maybe you had a blackout drunk night and you woke up in some house and you looked and you saw like the pictures and you saw like, George W. Or it's like share. Could you have like that feeling? Like holy it was. It, it was a. La- I. I definitely did not expect him. Uh, now, see now this part, I think is funny. However, I don't think the George W. Guy was that good. Like, oh they no. Done- so so I know what you mean. He, he's not good in the sense of the like the Will Farrell over the top version right, of right. him. But he's right. great because he does it like W. Like he is a caricature of him, the way he says the words. But he looks like him. He's the guy that was on That's My Bush, that Comedy Central see, show. See, I was going to say he doesn't look like him. And oh. I think he sounded better. I think he sounded better. Like, you know, like he sounded good like him. But like, I don't know. I just feel like there's there. Other people have done it so well that I, I felt like this guy, they could have had a better guy. Oh, like, man. I mean, no, uh, he's I the guy that did I, it. I wasn't he, buying it. I think even around, I think it was. Before this, he was on the show That's My Bush on Comedy yeah, Central. Yeah. Carl Rove is played by, or Dick Cheney is played by friggin' the nut job guy in uh, No Holds Barred. I can't think of his name right now. Peter something. That over the top actor. I thought you were going to say Tiny Lister. <laughs> no, no, no. The guy that runs the station, <laughs> the guy that owns the. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. But no, so this guy, now I, I like the way he does the words in this movie, like his voice of. Right. That's, I, I like that better, but yeah. That was funny. I mean, listen, it goes with the whole theme of, of everything that's going on, you know? So, it, I mean, like, it had to be him, you know, that they felt in the house. You know, it yeah. was perfect. Dick Cheney is looking for him. And he's like, oh, guys, come on, let's go. Let's go to my man cave. <laughs> and I love that he's like, Mishibishua. He's oh, even yeah, like doing I, I, some racist lines. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was laughing. I mean, again, it's... You know, I, I do feel like they definitely pick on Asian more than the other types in this whole movie, though. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, just a little subtitles. I mean, it, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was I thought it was good. How funny was when he talked about like you smoke weed? Dude, you put people that smoke weed. in I, That's hypocritical. This comparison is, is great. It, it makes sense, though. Hey, Kumar, <laughs> you like getting hand jobs? Yeah. You like giving hand jobs? No. You're fucking hypocritical too. <laughs> I love that. That was so. Oh, good. it makes sense. They, yeah, I love when they get so high. I, I think there's a scene that they cut to, maybe like the wedding or something that they cut back. But they're getting so high, and they start talking about like their dads, and and Kumar opens up about his dad. Maybe I should go to med school. And I love when W is like, yeah, you know, like my dad, and he like goes through this whole thing. And I think there's another cutaway. They cut back. He's on the phone with his dad. He goes, Hey dad, it's W. Yeah. I don't want to listen to your friends anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to. That's the screenshot I got when he gets off the yep. phone and he's just like, boom. <laughs> I love that. No, that. That was very funny. And then we're at the la- the end of the movie. So they have the wedding going on when Colton 
at this point now you don't like him but when he brags to his best man i lit a lot of these candles <laughs> yeah you know i that's the one thing i didn't understand about him like he's he said like before you know about him like he seems like a cool guy he's smart he got the girl but he's very into his feminine side yeah he's just very no he's a control freak yeah he is everything but, he has but, to control but he's 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 i mean not, most guys don't plan the whole wedding you know even though he's a control freak i think there's a feminine side to him that's you know but he, he's not he's not afraid to share maybe he could have been in love with cordry maybe that's how do you think he got the job <laughs> his dad no he had the job because his dad well that's what he tells we never her saw, we have, that's what he tells her buddy oh. and yeah we never saw his dad cover up <laughs> damn cover it so then they go to the you know the, again the, the quick ending to pretty much a quick ending though like the wedding scene but i want to talk that colton goes out there and harold knocks him out colton's out the entire in uh, the entire time he got punched once like he acted like a big tough guy and harold knocked him out and he was out he's laying on the ground while all this is going on got a weak jaw man Okay. Pretty right. boy. Yeah. No, I do like when the Secret Service, when he says to W, can you do me a favor? Not only help yeah. me out and one more favor. I can pardon, I can pardon whoever. I can pardon anybody. <laughs> and then when he when the Secret Service shows up, and again, I've seen this movie a lot, but I thought W was gonna walk in yeah, first. Yeah. And it's Halden Kumar. Colton freaks out, tells what's really happened. Vanessa gets upset. Like you said, Harold knocks him out real quick. But the end of the movie, he uses this poem to get the girl, the square root of three. I think that was a pretty cool poem. It was really cool. Yeah. The fact that he was and, nervous and, you know, about I, it. I, mean, I know he was embarrassed and nervous about it, but everybody seemed touched by it. Yeah, except so the I buddy. Think- except <laughs> Colton's buddy. It didn't, didn't he say like, wow, that's really queer. That is really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I mean, like, you know, I was, I thought it was very creative and I think a lot of girls would laugh at it. Like, like meaning like, you know, I think they would get a kick out of it. So, but she, it seemed to work for her. Cause she, I, I didn't think he was going to do that. Cause she said, he said, what if I do something embarrassing, more embarrassing? I thought he was going to take his like pants down or something like that. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like just the way he was, I, I didn't expect the poem. But then know? when she said, I don't think you could do that. Then right. you knew like there was something. And I right. remember the poem and he started it, but so if you were at this wedding, okay, you buy nowadays people only bring money, right? The old old school weddings like toaster and all this stuff, right? Would you grab your toaster on the way out? <laughs> what are they going to do? Split it in half? Yeah, you know, I I I I, I was thinking about that. Like, you know, when when a wedding like this breaks up before, like, well, first of all, the gifts aren't giving because they're at the church. Ah, uh... so you, you you didn't hand anything in. Good. So you got a new toast? <laughs> oh, it's it's like it's like going to a, an engagement party, and then they don't end up getting married. Oh, I've I, I've I've got I've happened to me. I mean, I went to a engagement party, and uh, then ended up they didn't get married, and they kept all the gifts. Bastards. Yeah. Did you get them anything good? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had someone come to my wedding, a high school friend, and he brought he brought a candle. I like a ceramic candle with no oil, no, no. And just, just a candle, like the cheapest thing. And I, and I think it was like a regift. That's what I got from him. But you know what? You remembered it. So I did. 
I'm sure there's other gifts that you got that were really nice and you couldn't even remember who got them, but you'll always remember that kid. Well, he's the same guy that went to my, uh, my, my son's baptism party and he, he ordered a meal at the restaurant and then left and took the meal with him. Like he, he didn't even sit down. He did, he just ordered the meal and left with the meal. Who does that? So, so that was the last time I spoke to him. <laughs> That was the final straw, not the king. That, that was the final straw. <laughs> Maybe he was like writing a book about what I can do to get a person to not have like Jamie me. stop talking to me. He goes, What can I do to have Jamie stop talking to me? <laughs> God, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's the end. Well, not the end of the movie yet. Then they go to Amsterdam, they find Maria. Whatever. The thing that was most funny about the final scene was, and I should have put that up behind me on video, but the sketch of Maria that he was walking around with was horrible. (laughs) Who would have recognized her? Well, not only that, he had no clue where she was, right? No clue at all. So he he went to another country and just thought he was going to find her. (laughs) He went to Amsterdam and just thought he can go to any hotel. He didn't even know know her. He's going to, he's going to happen. That someone's going to happen to know her. Yeah, and who does a photo shoot in an open window? That's terrible lighting that somebody else could see that. But it well, was kind of yeah. Is it, I've never been to Amsterdam, but do they also like really have women who like topless in the window? Yeah, that's the red light district. Oh, you've been there before, Amsterdam? No, I haven't, but I I I want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> no Euro trip, they go to that, and I hate early in this movie. I wrote it down, but it skipped over it. They throw a dig at Euro trip. They were like, oh, going to oh, yeah. Europe. But it'll be a lot better than Eurotrip. I like Eurotrip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. So did I. So, yeah. but, okay. So they walk by the red light district. The girls pulled them away, but the girls ended up going in there. And she came out like she was holding her crotch when she came out. Well, do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch the next? Did you keep watching them? Um, You mean the end credits? Did Yeah. Did you see the one when they were the two girls? Oh, I, I did laugh at, wait, with the masks. Yes, I was. I was laughing at that. I did. Yeah, I think that was a creative joke. I think that was pretty funny. That was yeah. very funny. Have you ever done so, it? Yeah. What worn a mask in the store and what groped a random woman? No, I haven't done that. <laughs> no, the, I, I, I thought you were talking about the end credits. You know, it was the end credits, right? Oh, I didn't watch. There was one afterwards. You didn't know that? No, I watched. I, I even fa- really tell me. Yeah. It's it's Neil Patrick Harris. He he he. I, I, does he move? He moves or something? Like it was something like it was. He's laying on the ground and like it, he. I think he moves or he lifts his head or something, and then it, it moves over. That's why I asked if he's in in the third movie because I, I feel like alive. he is. Yeah, he has to be because he's still alive in this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, he's got to be in it. That's <laughs> awesome, man. So yeah, so that was Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Jamie, I know you said in the beginning, yeah. But it sounds like you enjoyed more than you didn't. Uh, you know, listen, I mean, yes. The, the, like I said, the cameos are great. Um, I, my problem is with the two leads. I don't, I, ha, I like, they're just not likable. And I think that, like, you know, again, you throw Ryan Reynolds into one part. It's a much different movie. Like, I, I don't, I don't buy the fact that they look the way they do and they're playing the part they are. You know, I'm sure that you could find another funny Asian guy. I, I don't feel John Cho is a great actor. You know, I don't think he's that funny. You know, he, he's a one hit wonder in American Pie. Milf. That's it. You know, so for him, for them to do a spinoff on that character, basically, is, is kind of stupid. 
However, I, you know, I think the cameos are enough to have someone watch the movie. Oh, hell yeah. So that, you know, but I also think, again, if I, I, listen, I don't smoke weed. So, you know, maybe if you're, you know, if you're high watching this movie, if you're younger, you know, you may like it more. Um, But at my age, not smoking weed and dealing with these two guys, you know, the movie wasn't for me. There's, There's better stoner movies. Yeah, no, there's definitely better stuff. For me, I lo- I love these kind of movies. I love these two guys. I like the first movie. But even if take away them, the Rob Corddry alone Correct. is just so insane. Well, like he is in everything. Like we talked about it earlier. Him and Leonardo DiCaprio, same level, <laughs> on the podium, same guy. No, just what he does is just, I think it's quite fascinating to have an actor like never flop in a movie. Like what yeah. happens in Vegas? Like even in my head thinking about even the movies that he has smaller roles, hot, hot tub, hot tub time machine. Uh, he Heart- crushed he's in the heartbreak kid too. He has yeah, a very yeah. small role in the beginning of heartbreak kid. Great. Yeah. Well, like, uh, but again, I also have a problem with the title of the movie, the movie. I mean, like it makes no sense. Like they're I think literally it's a joke. I think it's a joke I, within I itself. So. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think that they're that creative that that, that, that it's it's like a joke on us, you know, kind of thing. What do you think the movie could have been called? Like just based on the entire movie. It's so hard because they don't go to Amsterdam. You could call What if they called it go to Amsterdam? You wouldn't like that. <laughs> oh, it would be the same concept. They're there for five minutes. <laughs> How and Kumar you know, too. We ruined a wedding. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I just think you could have come up with a better title. Um, Cause uh, or have them in prison a little longer because there's a lot of funny things that can happen in prison. Like, you know, like I think it would have been a funnier, you know, concept if they were in prison at least a little longer. I mean, literally, I, I don't think it was, they was there more than five minutes. Yeah, they could have like cock meat lasagna, <laughs> cock meat casserole, so many different ways to have cock meat. But if you listening think that there's a, a title, tweet at us, Instagram at us, at sequels only. So that was how Kumar too. Now we have we're back in horror because it's so funny when we started the 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 pandemic last year. There was so many interviews that people. Luckily for us, like people said yes, and it was so cool. I was doing. I remember at one point like two or three a week, and we only put out a couple episodes a month. So obviously some take a while, but man, I'm so happy for this one. Uh, the movie itself, I've I've never seen until I was getting ready for the interview. And man, I got, I was lucky enough. Jamie got me the chance to interview actor Robert Schaefer, who most fans know from the office at Bob Vance. And dude, what a really amazing guy. When I looked at his IMDb, when you said, Hey, he'll do this only sequel was psycho cop two. And man, bonkers of a movie, some amazing one-liners. He talked about landing that role. He talked about a potential psycho cop three. Spoiler, he actually rapped. He did a freestyle rap for me. Oh, my god, insane. Goodness. He talked about The Office, some conversations he had with Steve Carell on the show. And he had a new movie that I watched that he let me screen for him, uh, Dick's Dixter, which is really funny. And uh, yeah, you're gonna like that. He was so funny. And I've never seen a psycho cop movie, so this is or I this is like a new, new thing for me. Oh, dude, the great one liners, every kill one-liner is it is it a comedy action like horror sort of it's over the top it's like so campy but uh yeah so rob shaper bob vance vance refrigeration you're gonna love him so don't forget 
to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night.